Well, last week was the birthday episode. This week is a Mother's Day episode. Yeah. I think we're just going to start recording on holidays only. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and and also we had a little goat yoga action. Yeah, I hope all the mothers had a good Mother's Day. And uh, got you got a, little... a brand new. You got a brand new driver. Yeah, lucked your way into that thing. You know that's how <laughs> your your luck is going that way. So in the past month and a half or so, we've had our hot water heater go out. Oh, we had a new roof put on. We had to get a new AC unit. Um, we were thinking we were pretty good to go at that point. The ice maker uh, is on the fritz, and the dryer belt just broke. So cool. So it's going great. <laughs> yeah, if only you knew a realtor. Uh, I know. It's like you well, just well, need to like. Well, it's, it's, we're about to have a brand new and... damn house. That's the thing. So you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to in the market. If you see our house come on the market, number one, um, it's a really good house. Number two, and it's got all everything's it's got all, new. It's got all new shit. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway, look, let's. Uh, we have an actual guest tonight, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a real, you know, V, if you will. I uh, can't believe he agreed to come on the show with us, but he did. So let's not wait any longer. Let's get to the show. Welcome to To The Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, brought to you by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're recording this on May the 15th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. Yo, back in the studio. Here we are. Yeah, it's kind of weird doing it like this again. Isn't it? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like it, but I also I think we're we've reached that point of like pre-summer that like the crickets and everything outside the bugs are so loud. So if we were oh. like outside, it would just be like this chorus of bugs. Yeah, no, that is. Um, well, you know what we should do? We should probably uh, go back to Four Street Bar more often. Yeah, let's get do your it. ass kicked to some golden tea. Yeah, I mean, I love getting beaten any form of golf. So, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Street Bar and Grill, of course. Always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. Homestyle plates lunches. Uh, you can tag us on social when you go by there, and that happened this week. So, thank you very much. Uh, but tag us on social and you get yourself a shout out. Patrick, this week at 4th Street, they have some specials going on. What are the Yeah, so this week uh pregame um starts at 3 p.m. with happy hour pricing on Thursday for the game. So like our those that you don't know, like this week in baseball, we're starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Instead of the typical mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So um, you know. If you need an excuse uh, to get out of work a little early, uh, head down to uh, 4th Street and start pregame at 3 o'clock. Tuesday is service industry night for everyone in the hospitality industry. Uh, Shots and drink specials. So go take advantage of that uh, tomorrow. And uh, they're open 11 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. And be sure to visit 
before and after the games at the peak this weekend. For sure. And when we are playing in this Sunbelt Conference Tournament next weekend, don't forget oh, yeah. that Forestry will be the headquarters for watching all of those games if you can't make it to Montgomery. So what happened since the last time that we recorded? Well, we had a Mother's Day weekend. Uh, baseball kept winning. Softball played in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament and had a crazy good game. Uh, we kept up with it. Yeah, we kept up with it the whole time. Uh, Sutter Miss golfer Cameron Clark got going in the NCAA regionals. We will update that. And like I said, we had Bill. <laughs> we, we had Bill actually agree to uh, join us on the pod. So, um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our special guest tonight, Bill Blackwell. Okay, on the line now, special guest, Bill Blackwell, Executive Director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Bill, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing fine. Glad to be here. Did I get your title right? Executive Director of Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. That's it. Okay, good. If people were asking me, I was like, I think he's like the president. I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> then. <laughs> um, so, how many years have you been at the helm? Of the uh, uh, museum, I'm just uh, a couple months into my eighth year. Oh, wow. very good. And the Hall of Fame's been around for a while, right? Well, the uh, Touchdown Club of Jackson actually started a Hall of Fame back in 1961. Uh, we came into existence uh, July 4th, 1996, and uh, Soon after, uh, uh, had a transaction with the Touchdown Club and took over uh, the responsibilities for not only uh, displaying the plaques and, and telling the stories of those that already had been elected, but we uh, also uh, now elect the uh, new classes that come in each year. Very good. Awesome. Bill, uh, for those who haven't been there before, tell our listeners kind of the ins and outs of a of, uh, little bit about the Hall of Fame, kind of what you have, where it's located. Uh, well, first of all, we're open Monday through Saturday, mm -hmm. six days a week from 10 in the morning until four in the afternoon. Uh, our business office is uh, uh, the same days, but from nine to five. Um we are located uh, on Lakeland Drive, just off the interstate, uh, off Interstate 55. Um, our address is 1152 Lakeland Drive, and uh, we're right across the parking lot from uh, Smithville Stadium. Now, this is kind of embarrassing. I've actually never been to the museum. I've been by it 6,000 times. Uh, I've never been in the museum. Um, how is it set up? Is it like different wings for different sports? Is, is our, our colleges grouped together? How does that work? Well, uh, we've got uh, an opening movie that we show to everyone when they come in to tell them a little bit about some of the people that are in the Hall of Fame. It shows them uh, around uh, the museum a little bit. There is a main arena, if you will, where we have uh, what we refer to as our wall of memories. And it's got things uh, from many of the uh, 
Hall of Famers. Uh, we try to keep adding and changing to uh, that thing. Uh, we have uh, the plaque room, our Hall of Fame room, which uh, has the uh, plaques of all the 330 some uh, individuals that we've uh, initiated into the Hall of Fame. And uh, uh, then we have kiosk throughout the museum. We have a, an Olympic room, we have a baseball room. There's not really a football room per se. There is a little golf exhibit uh, that goes with um, uh, the Sanderson Farms Championship mm -hmm. dating back to the days in Hattiesburg. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that. Uh, we've got uh, a display that will be uh, finished here shortly with uh, all of our most outstanding player awards. Each year, uh, starting in 1996 with football, um, we give a college player of the year award mm -hmm. voted on who the media thinks had the best uh, uh, season that year. Um, we do a basketball award. Uh, it started out just for the men, but we've added the ladies to that. So uh, we give out the Bailey Howell and the uh, uh, Peggy Gillum trophies for those two awards. And uh, that, again, is uh, uh, voted on by the media that covers basketball throughout the state. And then uh, uh, we've got the baseball award, the Boo Ferris Award. And it's a little bit different in the way we elect uh, the player of the year. It's the only sport that we actually have the coaches uh, voting along with a uh, group of professional scouts. And I think we have eight uh, professional scouts that cover Mississippi that uh, also have an input into this award. And uh, that's what we'll be having this coming Monday. Very good. Patrick. Yeah, so obviously we know Mississippi has a uh, rich history in sports, and we all remember names like Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Brett Favre, Archie Manning, Will Clark. Uh, it's pretty remarkable the amount of talent that has come through our state. But uh, what are some of the Southern Miss guys off the top of your head that that have that are in the Hall of Fame currently? Well, uh, start with uh, guys like Ray Guy and Reggie mm -hmm. Collier and. Uh, uh, see Sammy Winder. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people, uh, Brett Favre, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, right. would be included in that group. Uh, Bubba Phillips, uh, if you want to go back to that era. Uh, and then there's ones uh, uh, that have been in the Hall of Fame for a, a long time. So right. uh, there's a, a number of people there. And it is amazing that uh, the number per capita for the uh, uh, population of the state of Mississippi, it's uh, uh, nobody can come close to the number of world-class athletes that we've had. Um, Southern had an, another one the other day, and she hasn't been uh, elected to this point because uh, she hadn't been retired long enough, but Tori Bowie, sure. uh, world-class uh, uh, performer in the track 
game. So mm -hmm. uh, just a number of uh, different people from different walks of life. We've got golfers, we've got tennis players, we've got uh, uh, a, one swimmer. Last year was the first time we'd inducted a swimmer. Um, this year we're inducting a skeet shooter, uh, uh, a guy by the name of Tony Rossetti, who uh, was on an Olympic team back in uh, 1972 and uh, had some interesting stories about the problems in 1972 at the Olympics uh, when uh, there was the kidnapping of the Israeli athletes and uh, oh, wow. uh, interesting to get a perspective of somebody that was there. Yeah, definitely. And I have to add, I, I would probably get in trouble. My wife's uh, uncle is Steve Knight, and I, I know that oh, he yeah. got inducted. In there. <laughs> uh, I was actually there at that ceremony. So I think I think he was in the same class as Brett and Clarence Weatherspoon. So right. that was a really, really good yeah. uh, Southernness class. forgot Clarence. That's right. All right. Well, um, as everybody knows, we have a huge award coming up this week. You've kind of talked about it a little bit, but the Boo Ferris Award, um, Sutter Miss has two guys on, on the ballot, uh, Slade Wilkes and Tanner Hall. Other finalists are Kemp Alderman from Ole Miss, Ty Hill from Jackson State, and Hunter Hines from Mississippi State. Uh, and, and you did hit on how the voting process goes down, but um, is, there, is there a public – didn't there, at one point, wasn't there a, a public vote? Was that a portion? When C Spire was our main sponsor, and, and uh, they still sponsor the football, uh, for several years they uh, had a – popularity vote, if you would, uh, to go along uh, with the media vote. And, uh, uh, you know, it got people involved, but uh, it also didn't necessarily, uh, their votes didn't always necessarily go to the best player. A lot of times it was to the most popular or whichever school got the vote out the best. Sure. So uh, a couple of years ago, they, uh, uh, stopped with that and went back to the uh, media vote on the football. Sure thing. Yeah, I can see how that would definitely muddy the waters a little bit. Um, so when is the ceremony? Um, what, what day, what time? This coming Monday at the Golden Moon Casino uh, in their VIP room. Uh, they've been sponsoring this award. This is their second year, and uh, we have two more years of uh, – their sponsorship for this. It's the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians and Pearl River Resort. And uh, uh, we're holding it there because we are uh, undergoing renovations at the museum. Uh, <laughs> regretfully, they haven't started yet. When we were setting these dates, we weren't sure of that. <laughs> so uh, uh, we didn't want to uh, invite people in when we were in the middle of uh, tearing things out and uh, rearranging things. So uh, uh, the Pearl River Resort uh, stepped up and uh, allowed us to uh, hold our meetings there. Uh, and uh, we uh, expect, I don't know, 150, 200 people uh, to be there for a luncheon. It begins at 1130 on Monday, the 22nd. Uh, it is, as I said, at the VIP room at the Golden uh, Moon. There will be uh, the five players and their coaches. Uh, hopefully some of the parents will get to uh, attend as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
we will have each of the coaches there to speak about their player. Um, we'll have some video highlights and uh, uh, those kinds of things. And we also have uh, a guy that's been there and done that, I guess you could say, Seth Smith, who uh, attended, was from here in Jackson, attended uh, Old Miss and then went on for a long professional career. And uh, he'll be talking a little bit about his journey. We've got Rick Cleveland, who's going to be uh, at having a question and answer with Seth. And uh, I hope that's uh, entertaining for a lot of the uh, uh, people that come to see the uh, award given out. And at the uh, end of the uh, luncheon, uh, approximately at one o'clock, we'll be handing out uh, the trophy. And these trophies uh, really add a lot of prestige uh, to winning these awards. Uh, they uh, run approximately $2,000 each. They're huge uh, trophies. They're uh, very nice and something that uh, the winners can uh, uh, be proud of forever. And there's been some uh, big names that have won those. Uh, back to Drew Pomerantz and uh, Nick Sandlin and mm -hmm. uh, just been... Uh, a number of players that have gone on to big league careers. And uh, uh, we hope this year's winner uh, has that chance again. Of course, last year, uh, Tanner Hall was the winner. Uh, he uh, uh, kind of upset, I would think, uh, Tim Elko, who was uh, assumed going to be the winner. Uh, we have, uh, as you said, Tanner and uh, uh, Kemp Alderman and mm -hmm. Hunter Hines and uh, Slade Wilkes uh, and Ty Hill from uh, Jackson State. So those are the finalists, and they're the ones that we're uh, in the process of getting the votes for right now. Good deal. So, um, so, and I'm assuming the public can attend this, or is it just a ticket yes, event? Yes, it's open to the public, okay. but we do need to have tickets in advance so we mm -hmm. can get a head count mm -hmm. on how many lunches we're going to need. Uh, tickets are $50 each. Uh, we've got them available by tables or individual tickets. Uh, and uh, so we're going to be starting it at 1130 on Monday morning. You got to do it like the Masters and have the, uh, the, 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 the lunch. Winner, uh, yeah, the lunch, you know, decided on by the by the previous <laughs> year's winner. That would I be love that. Cool. Um, all right. Well, hey, Bill, first of all, who's going to win it? Uh, no idea. Uh, <laughs> we're still in the process of getting votes. We have had a few of them come in, but uh -huh. uh, it's too early to tell at this point. There you go. Well, uh, thanks so we much. We had for, 13 yeah. different players receive votes, which is uh, quite a few. Usually, right. uh, you know, there's one or two on each team that uh, will get it, but we uh, um, had several votes. Uh, uh, William Carey, uh, Hattie's yeah. baseball capital they're, they're of killing the state it. with uh, uh, the record that Bobby Halford's team has put together this year. So they had people getting votes and uh, several schools did. Awesome. Well, you know, we, we don't want to take up too much of your time tonight. You're, you're way busier than we are probably. Um, but 
so, but people can follow along with Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame on all the social. Uh, I know I follow you guys on Twitter. Um, and I, I guess as far as those renovations go, if somebody wanted to go to the Hall of Fame tomorrow, is it open? Is it, can, can they? Do oh, they yeah. Well, we, we're open. And mm-hmm. the hope is even through the renovations, um, we will be able to remain open for school tours, for individuals that want to come through. Uh, we don't know what effect it might have on rentals uh, in our conference center, which uh, uh, is a main source of our income. So we're very anxious about uh, making sure that uh, <laughs> that's available on most days. And uh, so uh, we will be streaming live the uh, hmm. festivities on Monday. Uh, if people want to come to our website, which is www.msfame.com, uh, it will be on our website where there'll be a link that you can uh, uh, watch the luncheon. That's awesome. Well, good deal. Bill, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Patrick, you got anything else? I'm good. Looking right, forward Bill. to uh, Monday. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for all you do. And um, see you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Bill for coming on. Um, Patrick, I feel like an actual journalist talking to somebody like that. Yeah, I was uh, surprised. You texted me like, hey, we got this guy to come on. I'm like, wait, he agreed. He said who? And I was like, oh, he's like the executive director of the Mississippi Sports (laughs) Hall of Fame. You're like, what? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know we had that kind of pool. Are we going to get credentials or what? Neither. I don't know. It was great. But no, it was good to hear from Bill. And um, these guys been around for a while. You know, he's a general manager of the Jackson Mets uh, way back in the day. Jackson Generals, too, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, he's been around the area. He's a super smart guy. And, and, you know, I got to get up there and check out that Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. I can't believe I hadn't done it yet. I didn't need right that. Uh. I don't think it's like a million dollars to get in. Like, I just, uh. I don't know. We've got a bunch of people in it too. So it would behoove me to stop on by that Lakeland drive location. Yeah. It's not like you don't drive by there. Yeah. I know. Right. Okay. So we have actually had a little bit of activity on the voicemails. Finally, people yeah. got off their ass and sent in some, some voicemails. So the first one I think that you're going to hear is the one from it's Brian from Bogalusa. Uh, to the top talk, just wanted to say this is Brian and Becky from Bogalusa. And us Cajuns, we coming. We coming to Hattiesburg to whoop y'all this weekend. We uh we coming up there just like we did. In football season, when we came up there and... What what'd you say, Becky? Oh, never mind. Well, we're going to come up there like we did in basketball season. And what? Becky? You, we, uh, never mind. Well, we coming. And um, just one to, to be clear that uh, we are known... Our sports teams are known as Louisiana. Not ULL or Louisiana of wherever y'all think we're from, but um, our, our college, our university is Louisiana of Lafayette, but our sports teams are Louisiana, and um, y'all should be able to keep that straight, because um, we, sh- we sure can't, but uh, this is Brian from Bogalusa, rack me, I'm out. 
All right. Uh, well, well done. <laughs> well done on all fronts. Uh, thank you. That was great for for sending those in, and it's you know it's it's going to be fun. Maybe seeing some of those things play out with our series this weekend. But but if if you guys do want to send in your voicemail, and just like those guys just did, it's easy. Find the voice note app or voice memo app on your phone. Yep. Think of something to say. Hit record say it stop recording and then there's a there's a way you can forward it from that exact same screen to yep. to the top talk at gmail.com and it's just that easy so get after it stop slacking all right p you had some new t-shirt ideas we we, we debuted them last week got, a, got yeah. a little bit of activity going on remind folks out there what are the new shirts are yeah, so um, we launched, uh, thank you, Coach Barry, for the sound bit, uh, Go Yoga. And honestly, since we moved to this site, it has been our best-selling shirt so far. Uh, so kudos to everyone who has bought uh, those. And I have a pretty good feeling you're probably going to see some this weekend <laughs> at the peak because mm-hmm. uh, they were ordered early enough to get there. Uh, and so, uh, if you go to our website, bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk, or we have a link tree in every one of our socials that link, uh, link you to, uh, our store. We have lots of, lots of baseball stuff right now. Um, and uh, coming up, obviously, we know we're going to be in summer break here, obviously, with the semester ending, and then we're going to be uh, gearing up for, um football so mm-hmm. um it won't be long we will have lots of shirts ready to go uh for football season so you know be on the lookout for those and we will definitely let let you guys know when those are dropping love it so in this part of the show we are going to talk a little bit about uh about so everybody knows that i went to northwest ranking um, mm-hmm. Nick Monastery went to Northwest Rank. We've had a bunch of Northwest Ranking guys, but specifically this year, we've been talking about Nikki Ball game a whole lot, right? 6A, Mr. Baseball last year, 6A Player of the Year in the state of Mississippi. Well, it turns out we also signed the uh, 5A Mr. Baseball Player of the Year in Mississippi. Yeah, we did. And and he has, he he comes from Pilo land. So tell everybody who that is. Yeah. So not only do we have the 6A player, uh, Mr. Baseball last year in Nikki Ball game, it was just announced uh, from my alma mater uh, at East Central High School down in Hurley. Uh, TJ Dunsford uh, is Mr. 5A baseball by the MHSAA. So uh, solid pitcher. I think he's uh, has a huge OPS. He's got a 1.207 OPS at the plate and uh, a 157 ERA on the mound. So pretty sure we're signing him as a pitcher, but I, I don't know. He could be one of those guys that comes in and, does a little bit of both, but uh, I know that he is leading the Hornets. Uh, I think they just won over Picayune to make it to the South State uh, 5A. So, um, and potentially, I don't know how that West Jones game is going tonight. Um, I've been trying all evening to try to find an update on that. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like it's not on Twitter, but uh they could potentially play uh our good friend trey sutton and the west jones mustangs so oh wow that would be a stellar uh matchup to go to so i'm I'm hoping it works out that way um i know it was game three in that series for uh coach sutton and the mustangs but we are definitely pulling for that to happen but uh super excited for tj to get here and be in the black and gold 
and I can't wait to see him play. We need to have some kind of bet. Like, yeah. Like if, like if Nikki, like if Nikki outshines him or, uh, or maybe we need to start thinking about a name. Let's see. I mean, it doesn't help that Nikki's like Dunsford. on his way to like, you know, the stellar, uh, it might be the best season. player we've ever had in I mean, school, but you know, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, but no, it's, it's fantastic. And it's kind of cool. That we both have a tie in there. Yeah. Very, very neat. So let's talk about, before we get into the, the, the games of last week for, for baseball and softball, we're going to recap those because they're really fun. But what about this bad blood, man, between Southern Miss and I'll, <laughs> I'm just going to say Louisiana. To start off, and it's probably going to get me going. I'm going to have to throw in the Lafayette at some point. But like, like, what's your thoughts about this rivalry? You know, I, I love it, um, especially uh, like Brian from Bogalusa said. Um, you know, since we've joined the conference, they really haven't beat us in anything uh, major. Um, you know, we've kind of dominated that side of it, and it's been it's been very close ball game. So, I love having a close rival that's intense and uh, that makes you you know just kind of loathe those guys. And uh, I think it gets more excitement and gets fans in the stands, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, obviously everybody knows the the iconic bat flip that happened a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, now that's you know. Uh, going around Twitter again, it's, it's kind of hilarious. I mean, obviously not getting thrown at, uh, at the, at, uh, your head is not funny, but, um, the whole situation with the way the announcers were and that audio is. Yeah. Well, uh, and there's, there's a, there's just a few things that go into it. Number one is the name thing. They don't want to be called ULL. It pisses them off. I'm not positive. Why Lafayette's a cool word. In my opinion, is. they should just embrace it, but they don't, they say it's not their brand. But it's on the website. I've seen it. <laughs> so it's 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 just weird, but I get it. it. Pisses them off. So I'm trying not to do that, even though it's hard. And then you got the conference thing, and we are pretty closely located too, you know, geographically. That's probably right. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of the same school. They're always pissed off at LSU. We're always pissed off at our SEC people. So we kind of got that thing going on. Mm-hmm. Now we're in this now we're in the in the Sun Belt. Um you know, we're the new guys and we came in probably, I think in their eyes, I thought that we thought we we're going to come in and just dominate right off the bat. And they're like, well, we got something for your ass. Right. Um, so I get that part of it, but then you mentioned the big thing, the, the bat flip from Danny. And I mean, I seriously don't get it. Like, and correct me if I'm wrong. The way I remember it is there is a home run hit. Southern Miss hit a home run. Correct. The very next pitch was thrown directly at Will McGillis' head. Yep. He goes down. Mm-hmm. And, and our and our, bull, and our uh, dugout kind of erupts, and that's kind of led but, but, by... But, well, they did. They got mad, right? But you, but it's... it's. I think the thing that, that just... It's crazy to me is that, like, they seem that you... Louisiana seems to be outraged at USM for taking offense to that. And they're like, what do you mean? He didn't try to do it. But I mean, put your, if you, if the roles were, were reversed mm-hmm. and one of their guys went down directly after a home run. Right. I think that's the problem. It's, if this is like a three, one count and nothing has happened, I don't think anybody's getting that upset. You know, a pitch can go wild, but you have a guy that just hits a home run and, you know, maybe the pitcher didn't like the slow trot. Maybe he didn't like, the stare down. Well, I don't, I don't remember what happened, but, or if anything, 
Um, but you know, the next guy comes up and you, you have a ball that goes at, at somebody's head. It, you know, these guys have been playing baseball long enough and have seen that what happens. So I, I don't know how you could even be yeah. shocked that In, intentional uh, we would get upset, right? I mean, intentional or not, which I think it was a thousand percent intentional. I'm never going to be convinced that it wasn't the pitcher. It's not like he threw it and then immediately threw up his hands going, whoa, 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 sorry, man, I'm, I'm my bad. You know, I've seen that happen. Right. He didn't do anything. And it's not like we charged the mound. We took offense to it and we let him know how he felt from a yeah. pretty good distance away. Nobody got up in anybody's face. And then that's when your boy up in the, in, in the announcer's booth saying, get your skinny little butt back to the dugout or whatever he said. <laughs> and then Danny hits one. So it takes that long just to get to the bat flip. But after all of that, Danny hits it, absolutely sends it into orbit. He takes like six or eight steps and wings the bat all the way across the diamond, like back across the foul line. I don't know how long he took to get around the bases. I love all of that. But coming on the heels of what had all just taken place. Right. I didn't hate it, you know? So <laughs> But no punches were thrown. No USM player did anything to hurt a Louisiana player or vice versa. Um, we got pretty mad. And then they got pretty mad because we got mad. Right. <laughs> and then, so here we are, right? Hadn't hadn't really done anything since. Um, but you know, it's, it's something else that's going to add to it. And, and, you know, I was talking to our good buddy uh, Reagan today, and he had a good point that – there's been several times throughout uh, like our conference USA days where we'd have different people coming in and uh, into the league. And we would try to manufacture like this, like they should be our rival. Right. And they Mm -hmm. should be our rival. And then they would just start spewing this hate on Twitter. And it was just all manufactured. This actually has something. Number one, we have history. Uh, We've been playing them in football forever. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then now in the Sun Belt, we've already created a little bit of history with the basketball game last year. Yep. And now we have this as almost the starting point for like, man, why don't y'all like each other? This is why. Right? <laughs> right. On both sides yeah. of it. So that just helps. Isn't, that how, it, isn't that how it's supposed to go? Right. And, and, and in all fairness, like a lot, a lot of people that I've dealt with from Louisiana, like the Raging, I mean, the uh, the Cajun. Um, review. Uh, Cajun, yeah. Raging Cajun Review. Raging mm-hmm. Review. Um, cool dudes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we might run into them this weekend at the Pete. Hope they come out there and have a beer. Um, but but there is there's a healthy rivalry to this. Is yeah. as much as they wanted it to be this this hatred. I don't think that's it. But I think there's something there. I think it's bubbling. I think both teams are going to be up for the game no matter what we play. So I like it. Right, and they're like three hours down the road makes it even better. Yeah. All right, man. So. One more thing before we get to the baseball, we ran a poll, our, our poll of the week. Let's just update those poll results. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said, who will win the Ferris award? Uh, 228 people voted. The two answers that we gave uh, as possibilities were Tanner and Slade. So Tanner ended up with 68% of the vote and Slade ended up with 32% of the vote. And all those, there's very um, deserving people on that list. Uh, for the award uh i just gotta go to tanner right <laughs> i mean it's just it's uh, yeah i mean pretty much just gotta go to tanner yeah i i two thought honestly row. yeah i think it'd be awesome two years in a row and i honestly mm-hmm. thought the poll would be a little bit closer um mm-hmm. just because tanner's won it like i don't i 
I don't know if that hurts him. Like, you know, he won last year. Just to win Slade's had like, a whole <laughs> bunch of home runs. What if right. Slade had like 21 right now? Yeah. You know, I think it's not that far, right? No, no. Well, he, he can get be hot 21 and do that. by the end of the weekend. Yes, he can for sure. <laughs> you know, what's weird about this weekend? I guess we can go ahead and start talking about that. But uh, yeah. what's weird about this weekend is Slade didn't get a hit till Sunday. Yeah, right? no, I, I kept of all times. that on the, yeah, <laughs> on the broadcast. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, so, so yeah, so Southern Miss baseball, we're sit at 35 and 15 right now, 20 and seven in the league. This week we had a three-game set with Louisiana Monroe, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. Um, Coach F- Federico told us on last week's episode we'd be facing a hard-nosed team that will fight and also mentioned that both teams were obviously playing for different things at this point in the season. Right. Game one was Friday, May the 12th. We won this game 8-4. Very good to get off on the right foot and get that first game. Uh, you can't sweep it if you don't win the first one, right? And, and right. we knew how detrimental any loss would be to the Warhawks just from an RPI standpoint. Eight hits for the Eagles, eight hits for the Warhawks. Tanner Hall did his thing. Seven innings pitched, four hits, two runs, 10 Ks, two walks on 97 pitches. He improves to 10 and three on the season. Yep. Sibley finished it off. Two innings pitched, four hits, two runs, two Ks, no walks, 30 pitches. So, look, he gave up a little bit. He got hit a little, but no walks, right? Come in, you've got the lead, throw strikes, and that's what he does. So, if you tally it all up, uh, Sutter Miss was 12 strikeouts to just two walks on the day, more like what we got used to last year. Sarge hit a homer in the second inning to give USM a one nothing lead. ULM tied it up at one in the third. Eagles would score four in the sixth, playing a little small ball. Dickerson with a big blow in the eighth, a bases loaded double, scoring three. Right down the line. Yeah, just, you know, killed it. Um, but ULM didn't quit. Um, Coach Fed talked about it. They got one in the eighth and they got one in the ninth, but it was just uh, too much to overcome. Eagles win game one. Etzel goes two for three with the stolen base. Sergeant three for five with a solo jack and a double. Carson Pato, or Pato, is that guy on TV who's calling him? Um, he is killing me. Pedo. Pedo. It's, it's right there. It says like there's a Play-Doh. Team. Yeah, Pedo. Pedo. <laughs> um, whatever. I guess he can call him whatever he wants to when he's sitting like this. But And it was Carson's birthday. So he goes two for yeah. four with two RBIs and a double on his birthday. Eagles get a Friday victory. Dickerson, one for four, but had those huge four RBIs. So great to get off on the right foot, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and I love uh, when Sarge has seen it the way he is. Uh, he absolutely swings at that first pitch and he was hammering the ball. Mm-hmm. So he well, he goes three for five, but he also flew one to the warning track, right? Like yeah. his, his, he hits the home run in that first pitch to the second inning. And then his next at bat, he, he literally hits it to the wall mm-hmm. uh, and then comes up that next at bat and has the double. And uh, man, he's, I love when he's seeing it. He's just, uh, he's a force because it really protects Slade. Um, and obviously we talked about Slade didn't have the best weekend this weekend, but when he's hitting well and having, having, you know, Sarge right behind him, it's just dangerous. You know, halfway through the season, it seemed like we had so many question marks. We didn't know. Like, I remember, I think I remember asking you on this pod, um, like, who are you afraid of in our lineup? And everybody's like Slade. I was like, yeah, that's kind of it though. Right now it's mm-hmm. terrifying. Right. <laughs> I mean, even all the way through Nikki ball game. 
um, yeah. and Rodrigo down there at the bottom. Gosh, he's, he's, he's becoming uh, a very hard out, sure. and you'll see that on Sunday's game for sure. What about game two? What happened there? Yeah, so game two, Saturday. Uh, with all the delays, this game took forever. Uh, didn't phase the Eagles a bit, though. In fact, we scored a season-high run total, a blowout win of 19 to nothing over the Warhawks. So two lightning delays. A uh, lot to talk about here. Here we go. Sarge yeah. hits a home run in the first. <laughs> uh, Southern Miss goes up 3-0. Then there's like an hour delay. Uh, Edsel comes in after the delay, hits a home run, then another delay of 30 minutes or so, and then the game uh, gets started for a third time. Uh, Eagles just continued to pour it on all night, and Billy Odom and company shoved it. So Odom started, sat through the first delay, and the second delay still came back out. He goes five innings pitched, gives up three hits, no earned, uh, no earned runs, seven Ks, one walk, 63 pitches, improves to six and two on the season. Uh, Trey Hand comes in, throws the sixth inning. Middleton gets back out there and gets back on the horse and through the seventh inning. Uh, Dawson comes in, throws two strikeouts in the eighth. Colby Allen comes in, throws the ninth. Uh, good to see uh, everybody getting a little bit of work there. Uh, obviously, you can do that uh, whenever you're up uh, two, two and a half touchdowns. Uh, good to see Middleton back out there, too. Right. Uh, pitchers combined for 11 Ks and just two walks. So, again, like we got the lead, just throw strikes. Uh, I don't know how many times I say that at the television uh, in any <laughs> form of Braves baseball or anybody. I'm like, they have a five run lead, just throw strikes. Just don't walk anybody. Uh, if it gets hit, just let the defense, you know, do what they do behind you. Uh, lots of offense in this one for the Eagles. Two guys in particular had incredible days, Etzel and Sarge. Etzel goes four for four, four runs scored, six RBIs, two home runs, two stolen bases, and a sack fly. Wow. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, have a day. Uh, Sargent goes two for four, three runs scored, six RBIs, and two home runs. Uh, and we weren't done yet. Danny Lynch goes two for five with a home run, a double, and two more RBIs. So that totals five home runs on the day for the Eagles. Uh, lots of players got into the game, too, so that's always good to see. Fowler comes in for Edsel and plays center. Casey, uh, oh, I'm going to bit of this, Artigues. Artigues. Uh, pinch hit for Dickerson and played left. Uh, Graham Crawford came in for Slade, got three at-bats. Matthew Russo comes in and gets two at-bats coming in for Sarge and hits a double. Uh, Gabe Lacey came in for Danny and got a hit. Creek uh, in for Nikki ball game. So uh, good for 40, uh, getting those guys into the game. Uh, the score was a lot, but I really didn't run it up, did all he could to kind of respect the game and also coach fed um, unlike Georgia Southern a couple weeks ago, who just kept their foot on the gas and, uh, you know, had a game yeah. that went 35 and eight, uh, yeah, 35 to eight. I mean, just, just I mean, at one point you just, I, I didn't see how it happened, but I saw what we did. And I'm guessing they didn't probably do that. So right, I don't know, 35 to eight, that's too much. But yeah, it was it was great. Too. It was good. It was just fun. The whole thing was fun. I was at a crawfish bowl. Yeah, <laughs> we had it on TV. Um, so it was really fun. So uh, we had those two out of the way, right? But really, in all honesty, we needed to to sweep this series. And in my opinion, this Sunday game had all the makings of a letdown. It oh, was, I agree. I was I mean, very you, nervous. Yeah, you hope it doesn't happen. I mean, going into the series, I think Southern Miss players knew that this is a series that they should have no problems with. And as a coach, you got to wonder, like, man, I hope these guys don't, you know, take their foot off the gas or 
I hope they take it as serious as they should. Yeah, don't lose focus. And but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of human nature. Um, it's and in this game too, uh, it, it's like blisteringly hot outside. You're way better than the other teams. The third day in a row, you just played a marathon game with all those delays and everything, and won by 19. You're on the road. You're probably ready to get back on the bus and come back to Hattiesburg. So I was a little worried. Halfway through this game, I was a little worried also. Um, it was a much closer game this time. You knew mm-hmm. that Louisiana Monroe was going to come out hard and show some fight. Southern Miss wins this one 6-2. to two, But it was tied at two apiece through five innings. Uh, Southern Miss would score two and six on singles from Montenegro and Wilkes. Added another single run in the eighth and the ninth. Uh, Slade Wilkes finally got a couple hits going two for five, which was nice to see. It would have been unimaginable if he hadn't gotten any hits the entire yeah, weekend. Yeah. Crazy. Nick Monastery had himself a day. Four for five, two runs scored. He had a double. Um, just up there attacking the baseball, man. Super fun to watch. Rodrigo Montenegro, I see that he had a day, but he just stays hot. Every time he gets in there, he just rolls out of bed, barreling up baseballs. Um, three for three with two huge RBIs. On the mound, Matt Adams, he keeps inching his way a little bit closer to, to where he was, and maybe he's all the way there now because he goes five innings pitch, four hits, two runs, nine Ks, zero walks, and 89 pitches. It doesn't seem like he was on any kind of count whatsoever. Nope. Mazza looked good again, three innings pitch, two hits, zero runs, 29 pitches. You talk about a guy who can find it. If we're going to make some kind of run, yep. it's not the normal people. It's what's going to happen when you uh, – the third or fourth game in that tournament, right? You got to have really, Massey, yeah, really you know? liking him out of the pen, man. He comes in and just, God, he's just, he, he figured dominant. it out. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just figured it out. He's throwing strikes. He throws hard. Yeah. It just comes out of his hand nicely. Um, Justin storm came in through the ninth. It was not a save opportunity. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Um, but, but he was awesome. He slams the door. He threw one inning. He faced three batters and he struck out three guys. <laughs> so yeah. um got the sweep. Unfortunately, South Al didn't help us out at all. Thought they were gonna win that Friday game, but Coastal Shocker. swept as well. So now we've got three left with Louisiana and Coastal's got uh Marshall. Marshall. So very likely that they're going to be Marshall three. It's kind of like our last year. Actually, I think Marshall's a little worse. They than, are than Louisiana Monroe. So not like Hoping it can for a happen. Miracle. Maybe those, you know, shark necklace wearing and bleach blonde hair, you know, bags will uh, lose a game. Maybe they go out. Maybe maybe they take them lightly and they, you know, Marshall just does us a solid. South Al damn sure didn't. But, yes, we do have. Can't count on them do anything. No, they can't. And, oh, God, I hate Coastal. <laughs> um, so, we do have Louisiana Lafayette coming to the Pete for Thursday, Friday, Saturday games, like you said. Um a little bit about Louisiana Lafayette is they are 35 and 18 with a 17 and 10 league record. They're hitting 294 as a team with 57 home runs. Uh, so in Southern Miss is hitting 282 with 67 home runs. So comparable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 4.87 ERA for ULL USM with a 4.79 ERA. Louisiana Lafayette has six guys hitting over 300. <laughs> Julian Brock is hitting, he's a handful, 339, 11 home runs, 58 RBIs. Heath Hood's hitting 342. Carson Roccaforte hitting 328. Baseball name. Yeah. 
Yeah, I probably got it wrong. It's like mm-hmm. I don't even know how to do a Cajun accent. I was about to try one. This is probably not gonna happen. Um in, in the pitching uh, category, the, the most inning pitch goes to a guy named Jackson Anezu. He's thrown 70 innings this year. Tanner's thrown 80 innings, so he's the guy that throws a lot. He has 14 starts and a 6.81 ERA. Saves are kind of a mixed bag with five guys having saves. Uh, Blake Marshall has the most with four of them. Our good guy, our, our good friend over at USM underscore stats underscore info sent us some nice uh, some nice stats about this series and about Southern Miss in, in general. So stat guy tells us that the consecutive consecutive winning streak of 30 win seasons is now the longest in the nation at 21 seasons for Southern Miss. Yeah. Thank you, Florida State. Right. And Ole Miss. And Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, but because they have been eliminated from their conference uh, tournament, so they can't yep. have any more no games. way they can get there. Yep. Sure. Uh, we need five more wins to get to seven straight 40-win seasons, which would be the longest in the country. So that would be something nice to hang our hat on, and five wins is very doable. Several players reaching career milestones with Lynch in games played and Sargent in home runs. Uh, so we will keep an eye on that. We always keep an eye on the Sarge watch. We'll get to that towards the end of the show. Yep. Get this about Louisiana. Lafayette. They still bases. They still a lot of bases. Interesting. They're third in the NCAA with 153 stolen bases this year. Holy and when smart. he sent me that, I was like, did he just, was he driving down the road and like just hit the wrong, did he hit like the five on accident or something, you know? Uh, but no, 153 stolen bases. So like hood guy we're talking about, he's 33 of 37 in stolen base attempts. Raka Forte is 21 of 32. Marusak is 20 of 23. And Vilan, Vian, V-E-I-L-L-O-N. I don't know. It's like venison to me. Yeah. Vion. <laughs> Vion. 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 Big rumble. Uh, 23 of 29 in the stolen base department. So get this. The next two Sun Belt teams in stolen bases, the next two leading stolen base teams, yeah, uh, don't have as many stolen bases as ULL uh, combined. Wow. So, yeah. And they do have a guy, a relief pitcher, Cooper Rawls Jr. Relief pitcher has 10 wins, which is tied for third in the nation with our own Tanner Hall. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get us updated on the baseball standings? Yeah, so Sunbelt standings, it's it's a close race. So, uh, like we said earlier, our friends in Coastal uh, are tied up with us. Sitting, We're both sitting at 20 and 7, so that's the top two spots. Behind us is ULL uh, at 17 and 10. Uh, behind them is uh Troy at 16 and 11, App State 15 and 11, James Madison 14 and 11, uh, Texas State at 15 and 12, ODU 14 and 13, uh, along with Georgia State and Georgia Southern, who's also 14 and 13. And uh, probably won't talk about everybody else, but our good friends at South Al are 11 and 16. Um, and bringing up the caboose, uh, Marshall at five and 22. We need you, Marshall. Yeah, come on, Marshall, get off your ass. I mean, we're like long time, you know, conference. Yeah, you talk about some like friends, we have a rivalry, like, help us out. Of, we don't have a hatred. It's like I like them. Yeah, hope they do well. Hope they do really well this weekend. I'll just tickle me to 
Yeah, I'll buy a Marshall shirt. It so much if they better. win one, I will buy a Marshall t-shirt. Love it. I'll, okay. I'll wear it. I'll wear yeah. it all week long. Win there one game. Go. I got you. I got your back. So the baseball polls, unless I didn't look these up right, um, somehow Baseball America still didn't have us ranked. We ranked in every other poll that there is. That's a joke. I, I think that it was updated. I thought it said it was updated through the 15th. But Baseball America still not ranked somehow. ESPN, we're ranked number 23. D1 Baseball, number 23. USA Today Coaches Poll, number 24. College Baseball Nation, number 20. Rob's rankings, our guy, put us at number 15. Shout out, Rob. So where do we sit with RPI? Well, Warren Nolan has updated it. And when I checked this morning, I know that can change, but when I checked yep. this morning, uh, we were at number 28 with the strength schedule of 56. And the team that we're playing this week, Louisiana, RPI at 66, strength of schedule 105. And that mm. gets us all caught up on baseball action. Uh, Pilo, I know we, we didn't have a lot of softball last week, but we did play in the tournament, uh, in the Sunbelt yeah. Conference tournament. So, so what happened there? You were, you were, your wife was there. You were keeping us. Um, yeah, up she had the uh, she had the inside scoop. So she was she was funneling all the uh, imagery and keeping me updated and uh, stuff like that. So uh, so yeah, um, I guess we'll kick it off with first with some uh, Sun Belt uh, kind of awards. So Hannah Borden was named second team uh, all Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan Linestock was Sun Belt pitcher of the week uh, the week before the tourney. The final weekend of the regular season saw her end up with a 1.0 ERA and strike out uh, 17 batters en route to securing the number 10 seed in the tourney. And they took on Coastal, um, which, you know, that was the game. I want to say that was the weekend that we had all those, like, uh, pitches that were uh, illegal pitches. Remember oh, that, that game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which they had to get, like, escorted out. So that was one of those games. So, like, this series was already there was kind of already some beef there and um i mean from talking to lisa she I mean, she's like this is very winnable this is a team that we were in every single game that we played in the season uh and the girls were pumped and so it was a good game um went to extra innings southern miss came up a bit short losing four to two uh line stock went the, went the distance and looked really good mm-hmm. Uh, she pitched nine and a third, uh, seven gave up seven hits, four earned, five Ks, three walks on 133 pitches. Uh, Coastal used two pitchers. Uh, Brabham went four innings, and then that Pecone, she came in and she was really good. Uh, the first girl was was really good early, and then we kind of started hitting her and kind of got a lead. And then, uh, man, when they brought that other girl in, this she just really started kind of racking up on the strikeouts and kind of gave us uh, fits. So. I uh, had a 1-0 lead through four as Scout Jennings knocked in uh, Natalie Taylor on the single to left field. Coastal would end up tying it up in the sixth. Uh, no more scoring until the 10th inning when uh, Smith Maria knocks in Borden on a clutch uh, hit up the middle. And so we're leading. We need three outs to kind of mm-hmm. uh, move forward. Uh, unfortunately, Coastal had the last at bat, and they end up walking it off with a uh, bomb uh, three-run home run. So, tough way to lose. You kind of get the lead. You need three outs, and uh, it's definitely a heartbreaker. Um, 
but uh Lonstock gave everything she had. I mean, it was it was a great kind of last outing, last hurrah for her in the circle, and and she definitely pitched her heart out. So shout out to her and uh Coach Poole for a making it, you know, making it there in season one and uh two, you know, being right there uh in the end. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was a great game. It had a triple play uh at the yeah. beginning of that game. Um <laughs> yeah. th- that was nuts. You you text me that. I was like, what? What happened? Yeah, so, like so, I, so it was a it was a like a a soft pop up or whatever in between first and home and the first baseman caught it with runners uh-huh. on first and second. Is that how it went down? Yeah, runners on first and second, kind uh-huh. of a blue first baseman kind of comes in and scoops it. Uh and it, and I guess Coastal never the runners never realized that it didn't bounce. And so she grabs it, uh, goes back and touches uh first and then throws it to second and because the girl that was on second was standing on third uh thinking i'm you know good and then all of a sudden we go from two all no outs to the triple Triple play play. and run off the field so incredible it was definitely crazy uh, great i mean i say a great ending wasn't a great ending but it was it was entertaining and it was it was just so good to see them make the tournament wasn't it I'm so glad they had that one more game. I know it was. A, I know it was. They're gonna hate thinking back on the walk off, but still, man, to be in that situation, um, it was it was very good. Um, for 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 um for the ladies to make it that far. Um, in basketball news, boy, I sure hope we hurry up and get through June so we can start talking about these damn camps. Um, but we have basketball camps, um, coming up through uh through the entire month of june uh so june second and third high school team camp grades nine through twelve june tenth junior high team camp grades six through eight uh june thirteenth elite shooting camp ages five through eighteen june fourteenth and fifteenth little dribblers ages five through eight that's the one we're doing uh, June 19th, 19th through 22nd, All-American Camp, ages 8 through 15. June 30th, the high school shootout, grades 9 through 12. You can sign up at jleidnerbasketballcamps.com or just call them. Just call them over there. Um, other basketball news, Juan Cardona has been promoted to associate head coach. Awesome. Very, very well deserved. I mean, that's, that's, I guess he was kind of that anyway, but I'm sure there's a pay raise involved there. So, you know, um, way to go, Juan. Um, he's really fitting into this, you know, community and basketball yeah. team really well. So can help offset his uh dry cleaning bills. That's true. And his haircuts. Like it's lots of haircuts. <laughs> uh, he might do it though. It's like a shave. Then three yeah. weeks later, he's got a full head of hair. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway. Um, and we had a big signing this week in basketball through the yeah. transfer portal. UNLV, current UNLV player uh, and former Oklahoma player uh, a power forward victor Iwakor. Iwakor. something like that six That's seven 230 pounds uh former top 100 guy at a high school i've seen the highlights and i know they're highlights i get it but i mean very athletic uh very happy to have him on the team and and you know he, he's gonna be i mean i know i said six seven he's long he blocks all kind of shots he's 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 a, a load to handle down low. So um, very interesting ad through the portal and, and good to see us going out there and, and getting one of these guys yet again. Yeah, for sure. 
Southern Miss Golf. All right, golf guy. I know you got that brand new driver. You're itching to hit it. Well, you can't hit it right now, but you can talk about some golf. Yeah. So, uh, like we said earlier, Cameron Clark it did advance to the NCAA regionals, and they're being played at the Auburn Regional, or he's playing at the Auburn Regional uh, in Auburn, Alabama, obviously. Uh, the event's being played at the par 72, 7,560-yard 7, Auburn University Club, which uh, it doesn't matter if I have a new driver. Uh, I would <laughs> struggle on 7,500. You hit it a lot. Uh, hit it twice yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would definitely get uh, plenty of practice. Good grief. Uh, I'm just always reminded why I never made it uh, at the college level. I just don't quite hit it that far. Uh, so... Say all that to say, it's obviously a tough, uh, tough venue. So uh, Cameron uh, shot 77 in the first round, sitting in 50th place, and he will play 18 holes tomorrow and Wednesday, uh, hoping to advance to the national championship event, which is in Scottsdale. Hello, uh, at the Gray Honk Golf Club. Yeah, and he was doing well for a while. I think he's right at even par uh, through nine. Yeah, and you know, just, I've been there. Couldn't quite, uh, <laughs> couldn't quite put the two nines together, which is. You know, but I do every time. So yeah, I can go out there and go like 44, 34. And I have no idea why either one of them happened. So right is what it is. What about foodie talk, man? Would you, you have any, you have any, you have any food? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and nothing really uh, super fancy. I did. Uh, we took the kiddos. Um, day was that? Was that Saturday night? I think it was. Uh, man, we ran all over the place on Saturday, but uh, ended end of the night at El Rio, which is just really, uh, I think it's a gym for Hattiesburg and it's definitely under utilized or maybe under visited. Uh, I know it's not the cheapest, uh, place to go. So I get it. Like you can go get your Mexican food at Del Sol or Cinco de Mayo wherever you go and you know pay ten dollars but you're obviously you know it's a little it's definitely a little pricier but uh, the food is is great and a great atmosphere over there great too. atmosphere the outside now and here's the thing if you haven't been there i know you, you went there with us one time mm-hmm. they have these qr codes now on the table so you literally mm-hmm. can order your food by scanning the qr code and pay and you never have like a server or anything you just order your drinks order everything you want just by scanning it hitting it and they just bring it out to you they know where to bring it just makes the process way easier sopro's um, got that now yeah i love it i think yeah, it's, it's great. fantastic mm-hmm. um so that's one and then two staying on the uh, mexican theme uh, i gotta give a shout out to uh, tacos by el jefe which is everybody knows is kind of my little taco shop here out in oak grove sitting right next to sidelines mm-hmm. uh, over on oak grove road so that place is just a hidden gem uh, i have told so many people uh, in hattiesburg about it and i'm usually posting on hub city eats uh, if you're not following hub city underscore eats on instagram uh, I'm usually posting there cause I'm there once a week. Uh, definitely know me, my name. And so, man, if you're just a fan of like good, just authentic as it gets tacos, uh, just kind of quick, easy. Uh, they're just so good there. So, um, that's it. Tweet of the week. This is a tweet that we thought worthy of being mentioned. Yeah. And this guy did not tag us in it, but, uh, I follow him and, and he follows us and so this comes from our good friend attack eagles you can follow him at eagles underscore attack so he just has a graphic up and we'll try to describe it 2022 versus 2023 and this is updated through 
May the 14th. So these are home run totals for the Eagles, 20, mm-hmm. 2022 versus 2023. So 2022, we played a total of 66 games. Total home runs, 82. And he runs down a list of like Slade, 10, Sarge, 21, Danny, 5, Ewing, 10, Black, 3, Tuna, 16, uh, Dusty, 0, Gabe, 1, McGillis, 16, and Rodrigo, 0. And we go 2023 through 50 games. So 16 less games so far. We have 67 total home runs. Mm-hmm. Slade with 18, Sarge 12, Danny 8, Ewing 5, Black 5, Tuna 4, Dusty with 3. And it says Gabe with 5. It's got to be Etzel. Yeah, it's so Etzel. Yeah. Because okay. he, he, he's he got the bearded that. guy right there, but it says Gabe. Anyway, <laughs> yep. all right. So Etzel with 5. Um, uh, BDN, so that's uh, Nikki Ballgame with 3. And he also added Creek right there with 1. So that's 4 out of that position. Um, Rodrigo is zero, but then of course we have Tate at three as well. So anyway, um, I don't know what the pace is there. It seems like we might be on maybe a slightly. Seems like it's a little bit better. Maybe 67 to 82. We'll see how it goes. 16 games though. I mean, that's, what is that? Say if we have four or five this weekend, that's three games. And then we only have the tournaments left. So that would put us at 72, which would still be 10 less. So, so last year probably hit a hey, I hope we pass it. If we pass it, that means we're playing for a while. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I would love to play 66 games this year. Yes, no doubt. But but or anyway, more. um, yeah, thanks to Eagles, um, attack Eagles for sending that in. Remember, you can yeah. follow him at Eagles underscore attack. He does great with that um site. Um, and the mailbag, we're going to go yeah. right back to the, the Sarge Watch 2023, brought to you by our good friend Steve Farmer. North Shore. So, Sar- the North Shore. Uh, Sergeant has, I'll be in the North Shore this weekend. I'm not going hey. to the Saturday game. I'm, I'm going to Covington. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going to Covington. I know, I can't either. You said that. Yeah. I about fell out of my chair. And I'm kind of like fired up about it. But anyway, so Sergeant has, is sitting at 49 home runs right now. So he is uh, one behind third place. He's in fourth place alone. One behind Jeff Cook in yeah. third place at 50, Mark Maddox at 53, and Walner at 58 as the all-time leader. So we'll see how close Sarge gets. Yeah, speaking of Walner, did you see that bomb he hit the other day? I didn't. Well, we oh. have to, dude, we have started updating all those guys. We do. We really do. But I know just I the uh, off the top of my head, uh, I saw a walk-off from Chucky this week. Uh, Chucky Robinson hit a home run, or a, it was a double or something up the middle, but ended up walking off a, a run uh, for his team. And then Walner is just doing Walner things by hitting just massive bombs. Uh, Hunter Stanley had a great outing. Yeah, Hunter Stanley had a great outing. So, yeah, we have lots of guys yeah, I need just to right that. there. We'll update uh, that next so, week. Yeah, stay tuned. We're definitely going to uh, bring you guys updates on those guys in the uh, – in the majors and minors. Majors right. and minors. There we go. Sutter Miss and other Sutter Miss and related news. Uh, Malik Shorts was given a tryout by the Las Vegas Raiders. Good luck to Malik. He's my favorite player. Um, last couple yeah. of years. Tykeem Doss signed as an unrestricted free agent by the Baltimore Ravens. Way to go, Tykeem. Um, Eric Scott, your boy, agrees to a four-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Very happy for E. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. Tanner Hall ties Ray Guy at ninth all-time for strikeouts with 266. Uh, our good buddy Scott Watkins re- reported that, and I stole it and said it on the show. 
Yeah, and I saw good. where uh, the Falcons, I saw Southern Miss football tweeted out earlier today that, that Natron Brooks had been signed by the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, good. Today. So very nice. Good for cool. Natron. Absolutely. Dude can definitely pick a, uh, do an interception. The dude was clutch this year for sure. Absolutely. So, guys, don't forget, uh, go by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It's going to be a great week to go by there. It's hot outside, man. Even if you're planning on going to the game a little early, just go by 4th Street. It's yeah. the closest bar. I wonder how many hits it would take. Like, if you set, if you put Sarge at 4th Street and he hit mm-hmm. it directly down 4th Street towards the peat. With or without Sarge, Uh So, I think I would say where the ball lands the first time. Okay. So I wonder how, uh, how, many, how many hits would that take? Sarge hit it right down 4th Street, say 400 feet at a time. Ooh, set the over under at like five. This would be like 2,000 feet. Is that right? I don't know. We'll have to do this. We need to get I the golf cart the distance. Down. Yeah, hey, we should like get the we'll distance. We'll just get a beer in our Google hands Maps. and we'll start walking. <laughs> and I'll count. I'd probably no be better if lose. it was in yards. I could tell you how many seven irons it was. Uh hmm. my seven irons over. You get uh, Coach Eddie Brescher out there and find yeah, it out. Not Rory yeah. McElroy's seven iron, but yeah. My seven iron. It would take him less seven irons than it would me or you, I think. Uh yeah. Quite a few. <laughs> but yeah, go by and see our good friends at Four Street Bar and Grill, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday, home style plate lunches, and tag us on social when you go by there. If you had anything else, man, let's go ahead and get to the shout outs. Yeah, let's do it. I, uh, it's one of those days, man. My shout out game is we didn't have a game at home. So it's like all my shout outs are usually people that I run into in the roost or. But you know what? I got one. I'm going to give a shout out to my good buddy, Neil Rogers. I know, you know, Neil, uh, he had mm-hmm. a birthday on, was it Saturday? I believe the 13th, I think. Um, so I know that another good friend of mine uh, and college roommate, uh, Chip Register, he also had a birthday this week as well. So uh, both of those guys um, were, you know, two of my really good roommates uh, and good friends in college. Neil and I usually still have lunch together a good bit, uh, and we always still go to Lenny's. It's like every time, like, hey, man, you want to do lunch? Yeah, where are we going to go? It's always like, oh, we'll just go to Lenny's. Uh, and so, yeah, and another shout out we have to do is our good friend, uh, Ted Campizio, I think is how we mm-hmm. say that. Right. Uh, so he gave us a shout out, tagged us, did everything we asked him to do, which we say every week. He tagged us. and was like, am I doing this right? I think is what he said. And he had that pork chop uh, kind of blue plate. And I think he said it was the grilled one. Good choice. That's the one I had suggested or <laughs> one I had, uh, which the fry one's good too. Believe me, I've had both. Um so he took a picture and uh, gave us a shout out. So Ted, uh, thank you for that. And uh, I believe you said it was great. So definitely yeah. go. Uh, thanks for doing that, Ted. We appreciate you and uh, appreciate he's a, more. He's a Louisiana guy. Uh, so made it up. I don't know what he's here for, but um, anyway, made it up. And next time you're up here, man, give us a shout. Coming out to the roost. Let's have a beer. Let's do it. Um, shout out to head football coach Will Hall. He had a birthday this week. Yeah, so many great birthdays. Lots, lots of birthdays. Big Tuna had, yeah. had his birthday. We talked about that. He, he celebrated a birthday as well. So 
want to give him a shout out. And that's all that I have on that front. Well, and hey, thank you for all the guys that sent in voicemails, right? Yeah. Like the whole uh Kenny clan and the uh, and and Brian from Bogalusa. Very good, very entertaining. Keep them yeah. coming. So I tell you what, let's just close it out. Um, thanks for listening in today, whatever day you might have listened, and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P Lowry. Follow us on all the social at To the Top Talk, and do, don't forget about the mailbag to the Top Talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today, and as always, set a miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi put you all to shame I could play for North Carolina Ohio State or LSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980